All right. Welcome back. Episode 30 of the Young Old Heads podcast. That is shout out to Stephen Curry. That is three zero thirty episodes. I'm one of your hosts, Tommy, aka TV Sports Cards. I'm here with one of my co-hosts and good friend, Max, aka Cards Max, aka Cards Max Stadium Club. How you doing, Max? I'm doing good. When you talk about three-pointers, I think about Tommy Vaughn's jump shot and the cleanest jump shot in the hobby, Playboy Cards. Shout out Ryan Playboy Cards. Uh, I do, for the record, have a mixtape out there on the internet. If you search Tommy Ball is Life Vaughn mixtape on YouTube, you can see my middle school basketball highlights. Highly encourage watching that video. I put it together when I was in high school and it is hilarious. So that's our anecdote. Um, Also wanted to give a quick shout out to the listeners. Uh, Me and Max just got our Spotify wrapped in for the podcast. And we are in the top 25% of followed podcasts on Spotify. So shout out everyone listening on Spotify. Shout out everyone watching us on YouTube. And shout out everyone on Apple as well. Max, that's kind of awesome news. I'm, I was personally very hyped about that and felt, you know, it was super motivating. So shout out everyone who's watching it and loves podcasts. I love podcasts and I love you, the listener. <laughs> well, Max, this is a big week. For cards um tops has decided to just shit out all the products this week get it get everything out um you got a good reminder there that we need to turn our do not disturb on but max there's some products uh sapphire came out our tops chrome sapphire baseball and uh top stadium club baseball i know you came to the twitter timeline this morning firing off takes you want to give us the tldr and what came out and then we can start getting into what your thoughts on it. I fear even if you make me do the TLDR, I'm going to forget products. There was Sapphire Edition. There was Brooklyn Collection, which used to be Montgomery Club exclusive, but now no longer. That was kind of like one of the bigger, more slept on stories of the week. I know I said that a little bit as an oxymoron, but Montgomery Club and what that's turning into definitely has some suspense in it. I know Stadium Club was today. I think out of all the releases, Stadium Club was one of the only releases that was like actually a planned hobby widespread release. I want to say there was a fourth, but I could be forgetting. I think I know F1 2022 F1 2022 F1 was also that day. Those those were all four on the same day. That was on Friday, December second. Usually, Tops doesn't keep it all the way for the Friday. But that was, and then we also had a big week the day, the week before with Ginter X. And I know this isn't a quiz, but there were a few others. Uh, Chrome update also came out. Chrome update. Pre orders. Chrome update pre orders came out from Target on Friday. And in that, you are now allowed to pre order a mega box for 50 bucks. This is also the first year that we will have Chrome update hobbies. Yes. Not sure if that's Target exclusive or not. I think that is probably going to be a Tops online exclusive, maybe a hobby, okay. hobby shop exclusive. Simply too, because but... uh, Mega has Target's relationship with Tops is, and I think even as parallel nerds, the relationships between specific distributors is very fascinating. Oh, yeah. Because we've had Walmart Blue Parallels exclusive in the past and Target Reds. Target throwback. Also, People sleep on Target being the Target origin of vintage stock. Target vintage stock, the inception in 2015 Tops. And the Meyer and formerly Toys R Us per, uh, purples. I saw a Instagram account that was like really is knowledgeable on parallels. 
baseball uh, at baseball card addict. He I didn't correct him in the comments, but he posted a purple Freddie Freeman, and he said it was a Meyer purple Freddie Freeman, and I really wanted to commit seppuku because that is a Toys R Us purple. <laughs> Max will not stand you know your forgetting root. which corporate sponsor of which color parallel is which. But I remember being 16, 15 to 16, Toys R Us going out of business and thinking like, where are the purple parallels going to go? Well, for just for a quick sec, pour one out for all Walgreens yellows. Have not seen Walgreens yellows in a minute. That is an L for the hobby, but just easily one of the most juiced parallels because in a hanger box, you would not just get, even especially in this day and age, Golds are seeded about one every six to 10 packs. You would get six Walgreens yellow parallels in a hanger. I still have in my closet 30 2020 top series two Walgreens hangers because I was bullish on Luis Robert. And that was my way of being optimistic on it. And that's top actually now. just kidding. I wasn't optimistic on Luis Robert, but at $10 SRP, can't really beat that. Um, if you want to watch a cool video, one of my good friends, Mark's Card Shop, uh, outside of Chicago, at Mark's Card Shop on Instagram, he opened a 2011 Tops Update hanger uh, the other day. And if you want to see how much different retail is now versus then, watch that. See how many parallels he gets in that in that hanger that he opens. Didn't pull a trout, but some just to see like how loaded those things used to be compared to now is pretty cool. But we're getting back on track, Max. Chrome Update, hey, Chrome dude. Sapphire. Dealer's choice. Give me a give me a, uh, a product. Uh, I want to start with Stadium Club because you said, "Hey, you you proposed something on the timeline today." I want to just like throw that. You want to throw that question out there, and then we can go back and forth on it. Yeah. So I think Stadium Club is obviously I'm saying using this in very simpleton language, but a very interesting release. Five dollar word right there. In that, obviously. We have gimmicky products. We have, you know, boxes and releases that are inherently have something changing about them that makes it more attractive so that tops can market it different than a flagship release. We have Ginter and Gypsy Queen being catered towards tobacco products fans, even though Gypsy Queen fan base isn't really existent. And Gypsy Queen. I'm out on Gypsy Queen, but continue. Yeah, no, I'm out on Gypsy Queen too. It's kind of a worse version of Ginter, but like they have their things that they're altering about them. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, Chrome is Chrome archives. Archives, archives is a throwback to three different decades of releases. I don't know heritage why. Heritage is the same. Heritage, heritage and archives is the throwback. same as Ginter and Gypsy Queen. You need to get rid of one of those. And it's like, why are you Chrome, doubling down on the idea? Fire, all of these things, whether it's like a theme or it's an element, it's something to change up the product and rehash the same player checklist in a different format. But the gimmick with Stadium Club is is good photography. It's like, okay, we're going to have above average photography and not have usually not have borders. I don't think Stadium Club's ever had borders. Not have borders. And that's going to be our gimmick for this product. It's like, wait, well, if we're going to have better photography, shouldn't we have this the entire time? Shouldn't we try to make these pictures as strong as possible? I'm not even saying this from a design standpoint. Of course, there's borders and the st- I think the stock's a little bit better than the traditional white junky paper stock that they use for flagship. But let's put our thinking cap on. If we're going to make these cards better aesthetically looking, not necessarily like Tiffany stock, that's not really a gimmick. You know, better, better elements of quality control isn't a gimmick. But if we're going to make these cards aesthetically look better and that's the hook, why don't we just digest these cards more? Why don't we collect these cards more? 
one of the biggest issues with Stadium Club is quality control, which is ironic given that I think the stock's better, but there's a lot of whiting and edging issues that usually happens with these cards. And the higher cost per card from a, an SRP standpoint, I want to say boxes are $90 to 120 on release, and you don't really get that many cards per box. You get like 50 or 60 cards per box, to my knowledge, and that's not very large. I could be completely off in that calculation, but it you get way fewer cards than in a flagship box. So that was just like waking up, smelling the roses, and typing my thoughts for the morning. Yeah, so to continue what you were saying, though, which is basically you were saying, you know, everyone always is like, I love Stadium Club. The photography is the best. This should be the most sought-after product in the hobby for baseball. I think there's many different ways to that I would refute that. I think you can go to your timeline and see which ones, you know, everyone replied with some. But I think the two main ones are, you know, Topps flagships been around since 52, continuity, suck-off continuity. And then um, I, I propose the, the reason that the parallels are just not good. The foil parallels as being the 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 base parallels are really underwhelming i think they could do tons of different stuff with it i think i'd much rather see tops chrome parallels like negative refractors in stadium club versus in tops chrome i think there's certain things that they should do to stadium club to kind of you know they could do to make it a little better of a rip uh i won't be ripping stadium club it's not really something that i really get into too much it's also kind of like I don't know. Another thing is like tops didn't make it for a while going when I like into the two thousands and that's when I was ripping packs. So I didn't really have that rip that much stadium club. I don't really have any nostalgia for it. I know there's heavy nostalgia from like the guys who ripped it in like 91, 92, 93, those designs with like Griffey and stuff. Those are pretty iconic sets. So I get how it's kind of like the nostalgic set for people who are ripping in the early nineties, but I don't know. I'm not into it. I'm, Chrome is not bad, and there's some good cards like the Soto Shuffle throughout the years have been. There's some good ones. I know you were a fan of the Judge, but where would you rank Stadium Club Max in your like tops baseball product? Oh, kind of like well, hierarchy. Everything, everything's below tops now, which is obvious. And again, obvious, obvious, obvious. Um, just simply from a print run math and nerding out on that, and being able to gamble with proper expected value standpoint. I'm entirely. I'm not saying what anyone should collect. I'm not saying this from a bastion of intelligence or saying of authority or any like collectors. Just, you just what do you collect? Yeah. That's what this is about. Yeah, the parallel stock. Right. Do you I have any? Do that. you have any Stadium Club in your PC? I feel like I've never seen my so 2018 Stadium Club had autographs of Glaber Torres and Ronaldo Cunha Jr. in the normal autograph checklist, and they weren't short printed, but they're non-autograph cards where you can be subjective short printed or super short printed and i don't have the smiling glaber which is a really really cool picture or actually i don't have the acuna either but i do have the gold minted 29 and also those 2018 cards of acuna and glaber don't have parallels the, i do have in 2019 before granted stadium clubs chrome's first year was in 2020 so the only well, first year oh, yeah you want to they've done it before what was that? I said they they did Stadium Club Chrome like way back before, but that was the what do you mean way back before? Like two thousand, I think they did. Stadium yeah, Club okay, Club. like vintage way back before. Yeah, yeah. So Stadium Club Chrome has an entirely different checklist and entirely different photography than the regular Stadium Club product, 
And that's partly because in the regular Stadium Club product, the non-chrome, you can get chromes as parallels and yeah, gold-minted yeah. chromes. It's another parallel. And the gold-minted chrome is a case hit for the regular Stadium Club paper release. So I enjoyed getting and chasing Stadium Club chrome and gold-minted chromes of Glaber. And I have both for the 2019 in my binder. And those are some of my favorite binder cards because even though it's a... I think it's a horizontal throwing picture with him in classes. I think that is a cool card. And because it was a non-rookie card, allowed me to collect it more affordably. Yeah. I think there's a couple other like uh, good ones to point out. Like the Mookie rookie auto in Stadium Club is a pretty sweet card and like a pretty rare one. Um, I think the, one of the things that the only, the last thing for Stadium Club, they don't, I think the once someone pointed out that they didn't have a Juan Soto rookie, which is kind of tough. Yeah. I was um, about to comment on the continuity aspect. Every single major hall, excuse me, I don't say Hall of Famer. We're not, we're not projecting, but every single superstar, hall, superstar MVP like talent, really big rookie since, I mean, outside of Trout and I suppose Soto and Arenado and the other people, 2011 update, but really Arenado, Trout, and then Soto, every single MVP caliber player has had a rookie card in Stadium Club that is currently playing because its inception was in 2014. Actually, JK, I don't think there's a re-inception, but yeah. Re-inception. Um, last thing on Stadium Club, and then we got to move on. So, so that's just my counter remark to continuity. And really, the big thing with Soto is Soto was a mate call up at the time that was too late for most regular products, and but not too late for update. And Tops actually adhered to a normal release calendar schedule. Kind of funny to think that Tops Chrome was supposed to be a summer release, but. Apropos to that, Juan Soto is not meant to be a traditional 2018 release. He is an update card, and that was the point of update. Update cards only had cards in update or the equivalent. So, hey, the solution to that is just mass produce everything, leave every major gimmicky product like Inter. I mean, except for Gypsy Queen. Gypsy Queen is earlier in the year and Inception's earlier in the year. But outside of that, every major rookie be late enough in the season to where they can be added to the checklist and then just not have the solution of missing any rookie. And then all the cards are worthless, and Top sucks. Speaking of Top sucking, they put out Top's Chrome Sapphire this week, and you went on a little uh, history journey of Sapphire that was on the timeline, but I think it's worth repeating here and talking about because I think it started because they in the promo for Sapphire, they showed a different image for the Julio Rodriguez card, which would be... First, interesting that he would be in Topps Chrome Sapphire. I was expecting him to be in Topps Chrome Update Sapphire. Um, but it was also just a different image than any of his other flagship releases so far. So they were brought up a question of, is there too much Julio Rodriguez images of, on Topps flagship looking cards this year? Is that going to harm certain ones over time? Um, just off the top of my head, we got a Logo Fractor image. We got a Topps Chrome SP image. We got a... We got the Series 2 image, we got the Update, Update SP, and then the Ichiro SSP. Um, I don't even know how many that is, but that's a lot. Uh, if we're adding in a Sapphire, different image and do the whole thing. Uh, you went on a little journey with Sapphire where you were talking about the origins of what images they use for rookies. Uh, one, the famous example is the Ronald Acuna bat down image is the same as on in sapphire chrome as it is in you know the sp series 2 sp um while acuna's update chrome card has a different image than that as well so 
lot to get into here, Max, but uh, you want to give the people a little rundown of Sapphire history in case anyone hasn't, hasn't done the research themselves. I think it's good that you mention Acuna and to a lesser extent Otani, because I guess more specifically Acuna. Acuna is the biggest name player to have so many different images. And there's really the only one thing with Acuna that's a curveball is Chrome update. But I'll address that at the end. Tops update is its own release. Tops Chrome is its own release. Tops update players get their own checklist card if they are not in Tops Series 1 or Series 2 as a base card player, with the exception of Otani. I have no idea why Tops did that. That makes completely throws a curveball everything. But for every other player ever, you get an update rookie card if you get if you don't have a card in series one or series two. This is like a P if P then Q logic problem. I feel like that's kind of like that. If you have a up and based off since 2020, which is when Chrome update started, excuse me, Chrome Sapphire update started. And I guess for Chrome as well. Yeah. So I'm confusing myself a little bit, but if we have a update card, then, and the Chrome update checklist is abbreviated to, I believe 50 names. The update checklist is usually about 300, but I think it's either 50 names or hundred names in Chrome update. I think 50 for the Chrome megas in 2014, 2013, and maybe a hundred in the regular release, but well, Tommy's shaking his head. That means I'm doing it right. Yeah. With those numbers, if you make that cut to the abbreviated checklist, then your image will be the same as the update card with the exception of Acuna and yeah, with the exception of just Acuna. Acuna, I believe is the only inception exception. Tops Chrome non-update is its own individual release. If you have a card in series one and series two, you can still be in Tops Chrome and have no relation to Tops Update or Tops Chrome Update. That's why we see cards of your traditional Chrome players and you don't have update players in there. But since it is a summer release that is later in the release schedule, as well as there previously for the longest time for up until 2013, only being one Chrome release, a later player if it gets called up in April or May, then they will be included or can be included in Chrome. So we have some cases like Nolan Arenado, who was not called up early enough for Series 1, Series 2, called up, you know, early, called up within the time frame of being able to be included in 2013 Tops Chrome. Since he didn't have a rookie card in Series 1 and Series 2, he can then be an update. And then, car, then Chrome Update is a, an abbreviated copy of Update. So he has his own Chrome update and Chrome cards. That's where it makes sense. With the short prints and the image variations, that's where it gets a little bit more confusing. Chrome is its own checklist. Ronald Acuna Jr. has his own Chrome card. I'm going to me mess up Acuna's oh, we're in We're in so deep in the P. If, if P, then Q logic right so now, but I love it. Keep going. We're so deep in the if P, then Q. So we have Chrome of Ronald Acuna, who I believe is card number 150 that's its own card everyone knows obviously all young old heads listeners know that bat down acuna is card number 698 in 2018 top series two everyone knows that and you should probably know bryce harper 661 because of how much i talk about it but chrome acuna is 698 that excuse me bat down acuna <laughs> our number 698 it is short printed in factory sets it is the bat up variation that's used in update along except for the left to right designation of the tops foil but it is bat down short print in the series two packs because tops chrome sapphire is a full checklist rendition of 
the 2018 checklist, the exception of 2019, which I'll get into in a moment, because it's a full copy of all of 2018, it includes the image SP variation. That precedent made sense and was consistent until 2022, where Julio Rodriguez is not having his image variation in 2018. In 2019, they did it with Vlad, and they kept the no number short print, and they kept Acuna and Glaber's in 2018. So that's where part of the continuity ends. So we had the bat down update Chrome. No, no update. Bat down. All right. Stop talking for a second. No, I have to get through this. We're All right, almost get through. Done. Get through. Sapphire edition is a rendition of the 1 to 700 set. Update is a rendition of the abbreviated set of the paper update set. Then Topps throws a curveball by having the smiling Topps Chrome update Ronald Acuna Jr. smiling picture. And that's the only inconsistency in the entire thing because update cards, update Chrome cards are supposed to have the same image as the update paper. Yes. And I'm sure there is another example of that happening of like a guy having a different image in Chrome update than he did in normal update, like with Acuna, but just like is like a less heralded player. I'm sure there's another example of that happening. um, Glaber Torres is an additional fielding base card. That's weird. Uh, uh, and Otani, it makes sense that he would have different images because he plays two different positions and like Otani two completely different positions. Because both of those pictures are pitching. And the card that is just as valuable as the pitching cards is the rookie debut where he's batting. Yeah, we got it. I feel like one we one, we got to at some point do a rookie debut deep dive because then, I think that's a whole nother world that we can get into for another episode. The last, but. the last thing I want to address is that 2019 is the first year of the mega box type format for chrome up for chrome so there was or no, no for sapphire you're talking for sapphire for sapphire for sapphire mega box chrome sapphire update configuration no update configuration so because there was no chrome update and they wanted to have sapphire rookie cards of top rookies like brendan rogers and austin riley and keston hira my favorite they wanted to ensure that they had sapphire rookie cards so they have their own image that isn't used in update at all but exclusive to Chrome to Sapphire, Sapphire, Chrome Sapphire. Yeah. But they, I guess, resolved that problem by making a Chrome update Sapphire and not needing to shove update names into Chrome, into Sapphire. Yeah. There's a lot going on there. I think I'm going to just let people do their own research now because I think we touched on the main things other than the fact that I think a key point that you didn't totally clarify is that the first releases of Sapphire were complete set only buys so the first couple of years when i think it was 16 17 right um, correct you only could buy sapphire if you bought a whole complete set and there's like a limited amount of them is that how would there be like inserted parallels then in the complete set max do you remember yeah. there were now you're testing my history which i don't know as well i believe in 2016 and i think 2017 as well it was just gold sapphire out of five and super fractors so those would just be randomly inserted in some you capacity. You would get eat like one. No, it was like thirteen per box. Jeez. And then Man. I think, and then I think two super factors. Talk about talk about uh, some crazy shit. Because uh, think about those, it, those back pages, Eric. He he told he was telling that everyone on the timeline about how those first Sapphire edition or the first Sapphire like complete sets were on Black Fridays back in the day being sold for 500 bucks. So 
talk about a good good buy at the time if you would have bought one of those yeah. complete sets for 500 bucks you would be chilling right now but, but uh the combination of sapphire's rise which people should look at because the fall of sapphire really starts at 2020 it starts at covid because of tops trying to charge 350 dollars retail for a box of sapphire and not many people really wanting or having it even with an okay rookie class because people saw the print run spike but 2019 tops chrome sapphire boxes and for the first time in the mega box bike configuration with 32 cards one guaranteed autograph and one technically not guaranteed but always in every box parallel were $50 SRP at retail. One of the biggest. They were not retail. They weren't retail though, though, right? Retail, that's $50 from tops.com. Yeah, just from tops.com. Yeah, retail price. That's what I meant. Yeah. Yeah. They sold out in seven minutes. (laughs) That makes sense. I mean, at that time with that class and everything, that makes sense. Where were you? You weren't collecting cards. No, I was not about it. I was the card veteran. Were you, were you, was that crazy to you at the time? You're like, I was was expecting a drop on that Thursday at 1130. I made the mistake of dropping organic chemistry, but still wanting to absorb as much information as possible. And I went to, no, I dropped it, but I could have dropped it like a day. I I didn't process the drop. So I wanted to go to the class anyway. Yeah. And my class ended right at like 1130. 45 or something like that and i missed the drop damn and that pained me that's I'm like no. wow i could have just flipped these for like 200 bucks each they were like 250 to 400 dollars immediately after immediately after and i think they were consistent they were consistently a 1000 dollars box for a good damn. bet at covid damn that's for, an 50, for 50 dollars retail and that and also because people were getting them at 50 dollars a box and because there wasn't really a resale wax market. The only resale tops.com arbitrage back in that day was Ginterex. That was it. That was like the only one where like you had like resales higher than that is the only one where it's like, it's going to sell very quickly or, you know, give or take. And very quickly was like a few days. Yeah. I was like, man, I should get a box of Ginterex for my birthday. That's going to be so cool. And I get a guaranteed auto and the cards are super short printed and they're all black and they're cool. Yeah. But I didn't get a box of Ginterex for my birthday that year, but that and, I suppose Sapphire, Sapphire was expected to be, Sapphire was a curveball that year. But because it was $50, because a lot of collectors hit it and a lot of people enjoy ripping wax. I don't know if I would have ripped it. I probably would have, honestly. At $50, it was a can't lose box. And that made a lot of people enjoy the product. That was tops throwing the throwing the baseball card or a bone. And with so much influx in the market and so much being braked, I don't want to say brocked. I don't know what the past tense, braked. Breaked. I think breaked is it. Well, you're joining breaks. They're breaking you. They breaked the box. I got this in a break. They broke the box. Yeah, they broke the box. It's broke. Yeah. It's broke. Broke broke is poor people. (laughs) But But, that led a lot of influx into the market, a lot of positive enthusiasm for collecting. And that, in conjunction with Bat Down Mania in 2019, making people want 2018 Sapphire. All this hype with 2018 Sapphire made people want 2019 Sapphire and a lot of hype. Tops throwing it at an affordable price point and it being the product of the year, people wanting to rip it. And then, boom, same product, print run higher, 2020, seven times the price. It's crazy. And it's interesting to give that history because I think for 
a lot of people it's kind of taken for granted oh flippers got it back into the market and that's kind of how cards started to boom again um but it's interesting to see like which products kind of are the first to be able to be resold so sapphire being kind of one of those one of the first products to give you that like like 50x return on an, or whatever on investment or whatever 10x um or whatever but that's pretty cool to hear and i didn't know that that history myself so thanks for that but max this week i want to hear your pickups i'm tired of talking logic let's talk about individual cards that you bought or sold this week individual cards that i bought and sold i haven't bought too much i was at the philadelphia card show yesterday i left my house to go to the train station at 5 15 a.m and i arrived back from the train station at 12 30 a.m on the sunday morning it was a one-day bender it was no hotel i stayed in oaks philadelphia excuse me no don't make fun of max for having a faux pas Max knows Philadelphia is not a state. Oaks, Pennsylvania, <laughs> which is incidentally a 30 to 40 minute drive from Philadelphia itself. It was more expensive Uber than I was anticipating. But I arrived at the show at show opening at 9 a.m. And it was I have a very bittersweet perspective of the show. Because what do you do when every single dealer is above market or doesn't want to sell at market. I think it's twofold. There's the usual dealers that have the same filled showcases with really, really, really cool cards, but they say their asking price. They don't care what the last sold is. They don't have any adaptability to whatever the market is. And yeah, their cards are really cool because they bought in 2004 and they kept buying and stockpiling and now it's worth more, but they're just showing off what they have, and they're not really as motivated to make a deal, but they'll buy your stuff at 40% comps. And then there's the more common dealer that I saw, which still leads to the same outcome of no sale. But, oh, I bought my Patrick Mahomes hollow optic PSA 9 at 900. Uh, they're at 600 now. I, I, I can't do any lower than 900, which shows a little bit of recognition that the market is what it is but they don't want to sell that low yeah same outcome of not buying the card but it shows that the dealer doesn't want to both give up and take the loss which i guess is sometimes situationally foolish but also that they are doubling down they have enough faith in the card and in the card market for it to go back up which forces yeah. the buyer to either buy one at auction, which isn't a problem for relatively common cards or for the market to pick itself back up. I'm sure if these things kept falling and falling and falling, then maybe there's some adjustment, but the recognition of some cards tanking, especially more short printed cards and not wanting to adjust is a positive for the market because it's showing that these eBay auctions are ending lower than people want and people would rather buy them up again. Yeah. I think that's a good, that's a good like dichotomy to show like the two different sides of the people who are holding holding through this what is like kind of a downturn in the market. Um, so, what did you buy? Anything? Nothing? I bought one bulkish deal at 
you know, I bought some slabs off someone. I bought about thousand dollars worth of slabs. It includes a PSA nine gold Soto US three hundred, which is kind of cool. Pete Alonzo Chrome Auto PSA ten. I don't think I may have to double check. I don't think I had many, if any, showcase buys. I bought a set of Christian Pulisic 2016 stickers that really aren't worth much, but maybe it, I just thought it was an eBay dollar box grind and some more but small value bin items. And, oh, now I know what I bought. I bought a very fun card. You know what I'm referring to, Tommy? Not not off the top yeah. of my head. I'm sure I liked it on the timeline, but I can't say I remember exactly what you're talking about. Okay. Shame on you. I bought a <laughs> shame on you for not knowing my <laughs> shame on you for not being as invested into what I buy as you do. I oh. bought a 2018 Topps Allen Ginter double rip card. Oh yes. With, How did I forget about this? With Chris Bryant on the front and Brian Sandberg on the back. I have never engaged in a rip card in my life. And this was a double rip card. I knew that Acuna and Otani were on the checklist. And the Acuna, dealer secret is, sorry, can I set the stage real quick for this? You can't set the stage. So you got this 2018, 2018, right? 2018, yes, it was 2018. And by, it's, it's a rip bought. card. So there's a couple mini cards inside of the card, inside of this like bigger card. And when you say that Acuna and um, who's the other guy on the checklist? Soda? Uh, Otani. Soto, uh, you just talked about Soto with me. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm, yeah, I'm yeah, you are. We are so deep in logic right now. I'm tripping balls. But if, if P, then Q. You mean they're on the checklist as in like you could get their mini card, possibly an auto, on-card uh, rookie auto inside of that rip card. So it's kind of like buying sealed wax, but it's a card, right? Yeah. Yeah, there you go. So how much you get it for? What was I your... Got, I was looking at some sales. I think I didn't even check 2022 sales, but I think the average 2222 sales like 50 to 70 for a single rip. And I the 2018, I think I saw one single rip for 130, one single rip for 70. No, I saw a single rip for 70, I saw a single rip for 100, and there just weren't many recent sales at all for this because it's such like an older product. Maybe I could have sold it for more. I don't know. But I told him I was like I'm ripping this now. It's like that's a fun wax, not wax, but ripping and gambling. That's, that's, like, that's a fun. When game. is the next time I'm going to see a 2018 top strip card for yeah. Ginter that has Otani and Acuna autos as the upside? So I ended up getting it for 130, which I think was very reasonable given I didn't tell him the sales, but I saw the sales were 70 and 100 ish for the, any recent sale from a 2018 yeah. book. And no, I, I assume like none listed or whatever too, probably. I didn't check, but. The thing with a rip card, though, is you are ripping the card vertically down. The 2022 rip cards now, and I think some of the older years, only have it so you rip the back. Or at the very least, the single rip cards have it so that you rip the back. Yeah. And it doesn't damage the front of the card as much. But I defaced Chris Bryant. I was trying. I peeled him off. I peeled Chris Bryant off. I see the cub in there, and I'm like, Cerny Banks. That'd be sick. <laughs> That would have been sick. It was a Wilson Contreras red auto out of 10, not rookie, in there, which is still sick. It's still sick that I pulled a auto, period. And But I ripped the Bryant off the card. Maybe that wasn't right because people like it when it's still on the card, but I still have the Bryant part of it. And on the Ryan Sandberg side, it was a Paul Goldschmidt mini variation. The big thing is, so the lowest 
type of card that you can get is the minis of from Ginter of a certain checklist. Just like a base, base. No, not like a base. The well, yes, it looks like a base. It looks like a base mini, but the images that they use are exclusive to the rip cards. Okay, that's cool. I believe I'm testing my Ginter knowledge here because I don't know it as well. We um, just we book, just we just wanted to do an episode where you could say Ginter as many times as possible so that the people that call it Allen and Ginter can get as pissed as possible at you. That's yeah, the whole please, purpose of this episode. Get annoyed. At least Ronald Acuna. I think I said. Oh that. my god, we are just putting Max. But I know there's an NYA on the end. There's an NYA on the end. There you go. I took Spanish in my times at high school and university. Good shit. But in regard to that. With there are metal metals, I believe, are only exclusive to Ginter X. Um, okay. Stained glass are exclusive are to. I think stained glass are exclusive to rip cards. I'm not a rip card veteran, so I don't know the stuff. The funny thing is, the wood minis are exclusive to 2018 Allen Ginter, but Ginter, but 2018. I don't know if you know this, Tommy, but one of the biggest scandals, top not scandals, but like finger wag by the collector at tops is. The, the wood mini, mini are one of ones in Alan Ginter, and they are heavily sought after. They're chased. Ginter community loves them. Yeah, but not a single 2018 Alan Ginter has that Alan Ginter wood mini has ever surfaced. <laughs> I think I've seen this from Eric. Uh, those back pages on yeah. Twitter. So he tweets about this a lot about the Where are the 2018 wood minis? Where's 2021 Bowman Heritage? I love I mean, because you have to put tops responsible, but yes, you would be able to get wood minis in the rip cards if they were in 2018. But I mean part of the running gag is like, oh well, I mean that trend very realistically happened. You know, as we've seen with the 2012 Harper story from last week. What if Tops just like has it all in one case? Yeah, and like no one, no one's opened the case. And no one's ever opened it. <laughs> That's still likely. I feel like but we can't say it doesn't exist. Only Tops can know that. But yeah, no I, 2018 Wood Mini has ever surfaced. I bet you, I wouldn't be totally surprised if that was the case. But you actually just reminded me that the other product that came out this week is Tops Rip. <laughs> yes, that was the fourth. Product. That was the fourth product we didn't remember. But all right, that's cool. That's a fun rip. I had a fun rip. I lost about a hundred bucks. It wasn't that fun. Yeah, but that's but like, I that's, would. That's, that's a your classic that, high upside. High yeah, upside. that's a gamble where it's like, this is made for me. I'm not doing your average Joe Prison Blaster. No, I'm doing the wacky, cool tops now print odds or shredding 2018 specific. Because it's like, okay, there's yeah. not a for 20. Maybe I could have resold that, but I'm not beating myself up. And that's you live with that for the rest of your life. You're happy you did that when you're 50 years old. You're happy. Yes. Uh, I have a fun rip. I recorded a video of me ripping it. That's you never seen. I'm so gentle trying to rip it up. Like oh, rip up a little. Post, post the video. It's three minutes long, but. Just do it faster or edit it. Okay. I will. I will, Mr. Producer. But it right. is a cool. I'll have that for the rest of my life. That I, I'll be able to die peacefully that I open a 2018 Allen Ginter rip, double rip card. Yes. But That's the thing it. is now that the rip card's been ripped. There are people that, because they're some of the best looking cards in Ginter, that legitimately just want the rip the card cards. Like, that's a huge, I know, I haven't watched the breaks, but, you know, in all caps, don't tell me you ripped that card, because he's a Cubs fan, and yeah. it was numbered out of 15. <laughs> that's sick. Yeah, and Cubs fans now are it's based and can't be in a collection, because there are some of the cooler full-size, full-size cards that you can get. If you get a Julio Rodriguez, don't rip it. I saw someone on, tw- I think it was on Twitter, that was like, oh, man. 
I ripped open the 50 out of 99 Mookie Betts rip card jersey number, and it all it had was a base base image variation mini inside. And I'm like, rip any Mookie Betts you want. Don't rip the jersey number. I, yeah, I, that's tough. I felt that's so tough. bad. I, felt um, bad. I, I had one one purchase that I want to talk about before we end things. Uh, you know me, I like to search for the bad titles on eBay. I found a card that was labeled Barack Obama 2008 basketball. And I sent you this. <laughs> That's the title, just Barack Obama 2008 basketball. Yeah. It's a, it's oh, the, it's a basketball it, card. It is the image. It was the Obama card that we talked about way back that I said is the, the best Obama. It's an SSP from 2008 Tops basketball. And it's him shooting a basketball with the 2008 Tops design. It's a sick card. I think it's the, it's an SSP. I think it's the best Obama card. PSA 8s have been selling for around 500 bucks. And you got it for 300 right? 300 bucks, Zero feedback. Someone who's in the description says, got a bunch of cards from my uncle. I'm selling them here. The title's Barack Obama 2008 basketball, but it's authenticity guaranteed. So I'm like, all right, worst case scenario, it goes to CSG. They, tell, they say this title is fucked up or whatever. I hope they just let it go because it's I a hope sick you get your kind of grail card in that not necessarily in valuation but just in like what you've been searching for at a good price point forever yeah and so i'm hyped about that i'm selling some stuff i have 16 live auctions on ebay right now uh to to pay back one. this card you have one nice i have one but uh so it's currently going to be delivered to csg tomorrow so i have this is my first time ever doing an ebay authenticity guarantee card so this is kind of why i'm saying the story but uh it's I'm interested to see first if the title being so bad is going to make them just automatically kick it back or if there might be some communication to me about it or something, but I'm totally comfortable paying the price that I paid for the card. It's just is, I don't know if CSG is going to be like, Oh, this title is not accurate because it doesn't even say like tops in the title or anything. I don't know. Do you have any experience with that? Does anecdotally? I've had, authenticity guarantees rejected over condition issues i haven't had it rejected over the title okay. although i did see and i have heard stories of cards being ordered as psa 10s the seller accidentally shipping a psa 9 and it passing authenticity guarantee as well as someone ordering a 1993 finest tops card with refractor in the title it not being a refractor and, and then it's still yeah. passing that's crazy Those are probably the two worst cases that i've seen yeah that that makes and me optimistic that i'm gonna get the card though so and also both ends, one of them is psa who's authenticating the slab and one of them csg who's authenticating the card the raw card so both yeah. of those departments have messed up before yeah but i whole... have been saved in i think even regarding your example i think i bought trevor lawrence rookie card which was an orange fluorescent out of 25 oh, yeah i remember that it ended up getting rejected, um, saying I did not match description or something like that. But I saw it. Re Actually, I don't know if it said I did not pass description. I think it said just not pass authenticity guarantee. And then it was relisted this past week. Similarly poor title, but there was massive like creasing condition issues, and the seller used really bad pictures for the first time. And I have to presume that he got it rejected off uh, condition. Yeah, and, which is great because that was not an acceptable condition card based off the real estate. That makes sense. 
well, I'm hoping I get the card, so stay tuned for next week. Uh, Hope's not very, a strategy. Very hyped about next week. We are going to be having on Pokemon connoisseur slash businessman trading card Joe. He is going to answer all my questions about Pokemon, banter with Max about buying and selling strategies. Um, if you are into... Are you if you're intrigued by Pokemon at all, even if you only collect sports cards, I think this will be a cool episode to listen to to like kind of yeah. learn like the, the similarities and differences between the Pokemon and the sports card world. Um, it's a gateway okay. drug. I'm excited about it. Uh, if you have especially if Tommy's not a Pokemon guy, yeah, this is so gonna this be, is going to be catered also to the to the non Pokemoners. Yeah, I'm like an intermediate Pokemoner. Yeah, we're gonna do. I'm ignorant. Max is educated. Ish. Yeah. Joe is elite. Genius. Elite and scaling his business and also is launching his website. Yes. So shout out Joe. He's going to be on next week. If you have any questions that you'd want to ask Joe, feel free to reach out to me and Max, Max this week. Um, but other than that, 30 episodes, man. This has been fun. Half a year. Half. <laughs> every every episode, half a year. Half a year. Um, but yeah, this was fun. Uh, if you want to get, yell at Max about his pronunciation of Alan and, Alan and Ginter, you can reach him at CardsMax on instagram and twitter i'm at tv sports cards and then uh we've been popping off on youtube i've been doing a lot of shorts on that on instagram too so check out our new instagram our instagram at young old heads podcast uh and we'll see you guys next week be a lover not a hater but love your haters all right